I'm McKinney Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey, Legacy Leavers, thank you for joining us in the Awaka My Stilettos podcast, the top 1.5% most popular show in the world, where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to own their voice so they can create impact, prosperity, and legacy. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Jennifer Cohen. She's a tech entrepreneur, strategic investor, and media personality. She's been a longtime authority in health and wellness, where she has co-founded numerous companies, appeared on the cover of several magazines, sold an app to Weight Watchers, and been the best-selling author of several books, including Strong is the New Skinny. As a Forbes contributor and host of the Habits and Hustle podcast for Entrepreneur Magazine, her work is widely regarded for helping hundreds of thousands of people to strike down their own self-doubt and challenging them to live a more bold life where they chase after what they want instead of settling for what they can get. Please welcome to the show, Jennifer Cohen. Hi. Hi. Fellow Canadian. Uh, Fellow Canadian. Yes. You are from Winnipeg, Alberta originally, correct? Well, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Sorry, yes. Manitoba. Yes. 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 Close, close Close enough. Close enough. (laughs) And I should know that because I'm from here in Toronto and, you know, we have to study all that stuff in school. <laughs> I was going to say, from all the people to not get the province <laughs> correct, like a Canadian yet, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I think because I'm overheating because we just had technical difficulties. So I'm just going to give myself a pass on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to give you a pass too. For those of you who weren't listening, it took a while to get the recording button to work. So, <laughs> But it's working now. We're good to go. We're good to go. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I love to start the show with an icebreaker question because I believe like as women, we wear all these different titles, but a title that I feel is not given enough significance is our name. So I would love to know, Jennifer, do you know what your name means? Oh, actually, no, I don't. The word, my my English name, Jennifer, you mean? No, I have no idea. I know I have a Hebrew name. That I, I know what that means, but I don't think you're asking me that. No, I would love to know that. Okay, well, my Hebrew name is Shoshana, and that means rose. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. So, Thank you know, you. I always find it interesting when you, like, Google different names. You know, they, they have different uh, meanings that come up from, like, you know, the origin of where it's from or spiritual meanings. But I love to right. ask that question because sometimes it, like, connects. It's like an affirmation for the person. 
So oh, I yeah. Googled the meaning of Jennifer. There were so many. Oh, you did? Uh, you Googled that? You did that for I all, did. Your, all your guests. That's so nice. Okay. Yes, I did. Um, and there was a couple of different meanings. And the one that I had right here, um, it means that you're honest and benevolent. I think that's very accurate, actually. I like See, that. I like that. So now every yeah, time that's... someone says your name, it's like, yes, they're affirming that you were honest and benevolent. I love that. That's such a great idea. Maybe I'll, I'll steal this from you and do that on my podcast. Yes. Go right ahead, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. I'll give you credit if I do. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate no, that. No, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Us Canadians stick together. Yes, actually. Yes, we do. I think I so, love to... for sure. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I love to figure out where you came from before you, you know, we get into the story of where you are presently. Because sometimes society tries to limit um, limit us. You know, as kids, we had these vivid imaginations of what we wanted to be or who we wanted to be. And then we were told to be realistic or, you know, culture or other things influenced us. So I would love to know, before we discuss how you got to where you are presently, do you remember what you wanted to be when you are a little girl? You know, that's very, very a good question. You know, I don't think I ever really... I had like different stages of my life where I wanted to be doing different things, right? Like I wanted to be for a long time. I was like obsessed with like pressing buttons and like, you know, uh, typing like, every, you know, when people like when, when you're little, you pretend you can, you, you press the buttons on, on your mom's phone or on the typewriter. I wanted to be a waitress. That was like my big lifelong dream when I was really, really young. And then as I got older, cause I wanted to, I loved food and I thought that would be what I wanted to do. And I always kind of loved, I was always a very curious child. Mm-hmm. And so I loved asking questions. So like, as I kind of got out of the, the, the stage of life where I was like loving to press buttons and like, and be a cash, you know, be a cashier or something like that. I kind of evolved into this more of a, Hmm, what kind of job can I have? asking people a lot of questions and like being because I'm super I was always super curious I was always very interested in like lots of different things so I thought like maybe being a journalist would be something that I should go into or Mm -hmm. maybe like even like an invest like some kind of investigator type of thing Mm -hmm. um and then it kind of just kept on morphing into what I really you know, until what I kind of do not now I mean my, my job technically now doesn't really mean you have to be curious but I think that having curiosity and having interest, it helps with so many different facets of any career that you're trying to build and do. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, okay. So share with us the story of how you got to where you are presently. You know, my career has, it's not linear at all. Right. There's been a lot of zigs and zags and different areas that kind of don't even kind of look like they fit together all that being said and done, everything's under the umbrella of wellness and health. And I really kind of, funnily enough, I started doing music. I was working for a record label. I was working for BMG Canada. And before that, I was working for the Toronto Raptors in sports. So it was really nothing to do with fitness, so to speak. But what happened was I got a job offer while I was working for you know BMG Canada to come to LA to work for a record label here where I am now. And uh, it was a great job, but I always had like an interest, a hobby in like fitness stuff. Like I would teach, I would teach aerobics in college type of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just something I did like on the side because I liked it. And it, it kind of like it made me extra money when I was going to school. 
And when I when I was working for Sony at the time in LA, and it was a great job, it was all really much shifting into much more of a technology point, like where marketing initiatives and marketing strategy were really taking on a technology piece. Mm-hmm. And it was not really something I was like interested in at the time. So, you know, when you move to the US from Canada, you need to have a working visa, you need to have papers, you can't just like, you know, get up and, and work wherever you want. So when I decided to leave Sony, I would lose my privileges of working here legally. So I figured I didn't want to leave and go back to Canada. Mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of see what I could do and pursue while I was still here. So I figured I would become a personal trainer in the interim. And that way I can make money under the table and I could get my first, I, I can get a certification and then I can just kind of figure it out type of thing. Cause I was pretty young. I fast tracked in very much. I was working at a very high level for my age at the time in marketing for the record label. So when I decided to do that, I was kind of, you know, doing that stuff. I was studying for my first training certification. It dawned on me that I have all these relationships and all these different things that I've done in my, in my past career positions and that were very transferable skills. What, what, how do I become, how do I use what I have from my past experience and utilize it for what I'm doing now. So I went to the label that I was working with before I quit and I positioned myself as something completely different. And I created an opportunity, I basically created a, a job opportunity where I said to the president of the label, you know, I want to be a label trainer. And he was like, what does that mean? And I said, well, you know, um, now I'm a personal trainer. I have my certification. I know how the marketing budgets work here. And what if I train all the talent and artists before they go on tour or before they do a video? And, you know, basically kind of knowing, I'm like, I know how the talent work. I know how all the different the pieces work together. And he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and like, what are you talking about? I've never even heard of such a thing. And you're not a fitness person. You're a marketing person. Right. And I'm like, well, let, why? Because let me just see. What if I, you know, let me, let me take a stab at it. And that way, what I did was it gave me a, a, two things. Number one, it gave me control over my own career and my own destiny by doing something that kind of blended two things that I like. I never wanted to be something that I never wanted to work on an hourly scale because then you cap yourself. You have a ceiling. Number two, I love fitness and I love music when it blended two. So the guy said to me, sure, you know what? I'm going to give you a shot. You know, go have, you know, go have it, go at it here's mm-hmm. a month. And I basically suggested paying me a retainer. So if people show up or not, I still get paid. And it actually ended up working out well. And then one label turned into two that turned into three turned into four. And that was my introduction and entree into the fitness business. Because once I had more than a certain amount of labels and people I was training, I had to hire a bunch of people underneath me to go mm-hmm. train people. Mm-hmm. And so then now I had a business where I had all these trainers underneath me that, that were that were being outsourced to all these other people. And then from there, it just kind of, you know, mushroomed where that at the time um, was a very different time than it is now, where I became a master trainer for Nike. And then I became a an influencer before there was an influencer. Right. So right. I had access. Right. I had access to a lot of people that people saw. So I would technically be an influencer where brands wanted to be involved with me. So if I wore a Nike pair of shoes, maybe Britney Spears would wear the shoes or maybe this person would do something. 
So that's how it kind of all started to happen. And then I got a book deal. And so it really kind of was by accident. And at the same time, very, very strategic, you know, like, I knew I wasn't interested in working in music that much. I really did love fitness. And then when I believed in myself, or I kind of followed the passion of what I had, I figured out a way to make that passion work in a foundation where I can create a career out of it. And from there, it just kind of went from different things in the fitness business to like being a writer and writing my books and doing a TV show or working with brands in the wellness business or starting an app and fitness app. So that's really how it all started. It was by accident. I was doing something <laughs> different, you know, but wow. if anyone, you know, like the truth is like, if anyone is, like, is listening to this and feel like they're tapped or can't do something because they don't have the experience or they just never did it before, that's not a, a reason not to try it, right? Or create yeah. your own path and create your own opportunity. Don't let another, don't let that be your, don't let the stop be in your start because you're not even thinking broadly enough. Right. Like I'm listening to you and I'm like, okay, so, you know, you said it was by accident, but I, I truly believe nothing happens by chance. Like you talked about as a, a young girl, your curiosity, right? Just um, you being right, very Right, exactly. And yeah. I believe that curiosity and you being open to being a student of life and trying different things and exploring, you know, that's what entrepreneurship really is about. <laughs> but right, the, right, the right. Exploration of it and how you've evolved into these different roles. And even um, you mentioned a couple of things, you know, so you were working here in Canada at, at BMG in music. So I had watched your TED talk where you talked about how you got Keanu Reeves to participate in your demo tape for much music. So I thought yes, that was exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So Thank you. That, that whole evolution of all those things, like, you know, you going after what you want and just that, that curiosity of it, you know, how it just opens other doors for you to evolve into who you are today and the, and the, um, accomplishments that you've had or the opportunities that you've had, but all through that curiosity that you spoke of in the beginning. Absolutely. Well, the funny thing is that Keanu story is where people always think when they hear that story, it's interesting because they're like, I, you know, it's like, well, that story led me to be bold or that story led me to go after what I wanted. But really, I obviously was bold enough prior to even get the the courage and the drive to even go and wait outside for five hours in Winnipeg's freezing cold weather to mm -hmm. even ask and attempt that, right? Yeah. So to your point, I think it always starts with a curiosity, right? And an idea uh, and self-belief of why not me? Why yeah. not? You know, I think that every entrepreneur, and I hate to say this, and it's not a I hate, sorry, I hate to say this in a negative way because it's actually not. I think that every entrepreneur needs to have a sense of, of not just naive, like naivety is really important, but of entitlement. Like, why can't that situation or scenario happen to me? It, it, can, it has to happen to somebody. Why mm -hmm. not happen to me? Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's, a, it's a potion of naivety, of, of some kind of entitlement, some kind of 
self-belief that is like really ingrained drive it's like it's mixed up with a lots of different like variables i guess mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i never was a person that thought uh, that my limitations limited me you know i just saw them as yeah i have limitations but i also have other things that i can lean on that kind of make me different and special and i really yeah. always just like played onto those Yes. You know, because I'm terrible at 99.99% of things in life, but I'm really good at this 0.1% of stuff. So I'm going to make that 1%, like, I'm going to maximize on that. Yes. And I've, I think that I've always had that type of attitude. And that make, that's the difference between somebody who's a winner and a loser, right? Because a lot of times the people who seemingly look like they're the smartest, the best, the most talented, the biggest winners, the biggest are the ones that technically aren't the ones that like finish at the finish line. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I think that there's a lot of people misunderstand what it takes to really be successful and think that you have to be the smartest, you have to be the prettiest, the most talented. And quite frankly, all of those things are, are, (laughs) yeah, frankly, all those things are nice, but it doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day. I think work ethic, being resourceful, self-belief, you know, grit, you know, tenacity, all Mm -hmm. of those things are fundamentally more important. Yeah. I I truly believe the results are in the routine. You know, sometimes um, there are a lot of people like I do, I'm a certified consultant for Bob Proctor. So I deal with a lot of women. um, And when they come for coaching, you can tell that they, I call them motivational junkies. You know, they go to every motivational yeah. con- conference and they listen to yeah. all the stuff and they follow all those people, but they don't actually yeah. do anything with that um, totally. information that they've gained. So it's all about the action that you take, right? The it's no matter Absolutely. how small it's like the action, even the the compound interest of those small steps are what's going totally. to take you um, forward and help you to succeed. And I think a, a huge thing I've learned for myself, and I don't remember where I heard it, but it was like courage is fear walking. And, you know, I tell people all the time, like, just because you see someone, including myself, attain certain things or do certain things, it doesn't mean that that fear never existed. It's, you know, we're walking through it, you know, we're feeling the fear and doing it anyway. But when you spoke to entrepreneurship, I love that, by the way, Thank you. I love that you just said that. I'm going to write that. I'm going to, I'm going to put that on my Instagram and I'm going to tag you. Are you on, what's your Instagram? I'm going to put uh, it on right now. My personal Instagram is the real McKinney Smith. Okay. I love it. Okay. I, I love that quote. That's really good. Thank you. I don't even remember where I heard that, but it's like, you know, when you talked about entrepreneurship and you talked about it being like different levels of things and, you know, it's, it's a, a compilation of things. Like, so if we look at, people from the outside, what we see on the outside, that is only a part of their self-image, what they believe, you know, they are, how they look, how they walk, how they talk. But the other self-image is on the inside of how we truly feel about ourselves. And that dictates the opportunities that we go after, the relationships that we have, because that's what our real confidence inside says that we deserve. And there's a lot of people who have a very poor inner self-image. So they don't go after things because they assume that it's not meant for them. So when you talked about, you know, there has to be that level of belief of like, why not me? Like, that's just it. Like, why the heck not? (laughs) 100%. And that is exactly true, right? Like there, and you know, this is one of those things where people constantly ask, and I think this is a problem. It starts with curiosity, yes. 
But the other piece of this is the belief part. If you believe something is true or false, that's what it is. If you believe something yeah. one way or the other, that's what the reality is. Everyone's yes. reality is so different, right? Because in my brain, I can see a situation one way because I believe it so much. When that, when someone else sees it, my husband can you know see a situation a completely like 180 different because of his, of his perspective and how his belief system is. It's yes. just what you choose to believe. You can choose to believe, you know, why not me? Or you can choose otherwise. It's really that simple. And then yes. you act as if, I mean, people, yes. I, I think, you know, I always talk about that with what you just said too, these motive right now, especially in, to, in today's time with social media and Instagram and TikTok, motivation, motivation, you know, or, personal development, self-help, and people are buying every book in this area and they're, and they're going to the conferences and they're, and they're doing the, they're doing the, the courses. But then when it comes to taking their, themselves and then actually like doing the actual action to, to yeah. move ahead in their person, in their own situation, it becomes very, very difficult. Yes. And, you know, I think it becomes analysis paralysis, right? You think about something too much. It's in your head so much, but yet, there's a disconnect between the the learning about something and the actual acting upon something. So yes. I think it becomes detrimental, right? I think less about doing the the learning about it and more about actually trying it for yourself and, and like doing a lot of trial and error and, and getting comfortable with failing and being okay with failing. And there's a there's something to be said for people who are resilient, right? The more you fail, mm -hmm. the more comfortable you become at failing, and it doesn't become such a stigma to you. Yes. And you have to get that to be something that you should be able to get comfortable with, you know, as opposed to, you know, doing all of these flow charts and diagrams and PowerPoints <laughs> and like note taking and journaling to what end? Is your yeah. life getting any, is your life moving forward? Are you growing anymore? You know, you don't grow unless you have actual things that you've done to grow besides putting your efforts into the step one, which is yeah. gathering the information. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people are stuck in their, their paradigm, their, their way of thinking, their habit of, of doing things. And whether that be, you know, culturally because of how they were raised or, maybe like what their parents um, instilled in them or whatever environment they were in, you know, they're, they don't realize now that you're a full grown adult, you have the power to control your happiness. You know, a lot of people are stuck in the habit, like you said, of procrastinating or self doubting or holding themselves back or, you know, all of the things that I'm going to say block their happiness and their blessings, not realizing that we have the actual power to change those things. Uh, I think it's after the age of 25, there's, I, I believe there's more than two, but like the most common ways for us to actually change. One is like a huge emotional bang, which is usually trauma. Um, mm -hmm. You know, something traumatic happens and all of a sudden, you know, we don't want to do this anymore. It automatically affects how we live life or through repetition. Um, but it's a repetition of actually doing the thing. So right, exactly. Like taking that action repeatedly, the habit of doing that thing over and over again until, until it becomes automatic. Absolutely, I, I could not agree with you more. I think that's a hundred percent accurate, and that that's why I believe anyway. So the question always becomes then, how do you act? Right? 
Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get somebody from being on the couch and being fearful to then getting up and doing it? And the reality is, I mean, you can say it in a million different ways, but it's really, I hate to just quote Nike here, but their, their slogan is you know, brilliant because <laughs> it really becomes about just doing it, right? Yeah. Like just getting up and doing something. It doesn't even have to be that exact thing. It doesn't have to be your, you don't have to have everything figured out. You don't have to have your exact goal that you're pursuing. You can be doing something maybe around the area that you think you're interested in or one area that you're trying to focus on and, and, and be make improvements with. It could be in any aspect of your life. But the the act of just doing puts your changes your entire mindset and it yes. actually starts changing your neuroplasticity in your brain, right? Because mm-hmm. what you know, like it's a it's a slow process. It's like when you go to the gym, right? And you go to the gym and you do your cardio and then you do your weights and you go home and you look the same. And day two, you go to the gym, you do your weights and you do your cardio and you look the same. And it goes back and forth. Yeah, it, but day, you know, 55, you don't know why, but you look a little bit different and you feel yeah, people a are like, you bit, look great. <laughs> yeah, you look great. And like you feel, you know, you feel stronger and you have a little bit more like, you know, zip in your step and you also like have you you feel like you feel like more confident or whatever that is right and it's like what you the word that you used earlier is exactly what i always say it's like these compounded it's like compounded effects kind of like not everything happens like day one you do this and day two it's that it's small and you don't see those changes it's like what happens under that iceberg you know you don't see what's going on until one day boom and you that's know, it's, it. we're, we're in this generation where everyone wants these microwave results, right? Like, yeah, exactly. You know, we're, we're a little bit, well, I'm 41. I don't know how old you are, but we're, you know, old. so we're, <laughs> we're used to things taking time, putting in effort, taking the action, you know, like you said, the, the compound interest, but today's generation, they want those microwave results. They want to do something today and they want to see a result today. Yep, absolutely. And that's, I think that's uh, a very big disservice, right? Because what happens a lot of times is that people don't see those results, those results right away. They don't get that instant gratification mm-hmm. and they, then they give up. Yeah. They give up and then that, and then they don't try again. Yeah. So it's about like, how do you convince somebody that it is that compounded interest? It is little by little. It is actually just doing something. It's about doing something different. And it like all about, I believe too, that it's about, habit forming and rituals it's to keep you on point to keep you as on point as possible to like take away the possible triggers or you know things that can happen within your day that will you know derail you from what you want to achieve and to me and that's really what it becomes like how do you structure a routine a morning routine that keeps you on point and gets you to be as the the best version of yourself and the most productive version and I think when someone can really create that for themselves, that is a way to get action. And that is the way to kind of like start the process. Yeah. So what are a few things that you do daily um, that are a part of your routine that you think are instrumental in you being who you are today? So I try to eliminate, I like, to, I try to put two things on autopilot. I want to put as many small little things on autopilot as much as possible, right? So like mm-hmm. I eat the same breakfast every morning, so it doesn't even 
it doesn't enter my brain as something that can derail me, right? So if I know mm -hmm. if I'm eating a healthy, I eat the same eggs and a grapefruit and my coffee. So it's like not even something that I think about. And it's like, it, it, it satiates me. It gets me going. And the reason, like I said, I do it is so I don't think about it. I don't want my brain to have any space to be worrying about that. And right. like I said, then taking out the choice factors. We make so many choices in our, mm -hmm. we get, we, we get like fatigued from choices. I don't want that even to be a choice. Yeah. Um, and exercise every morning. To me, those are like, that's like a non-negotiable. Exercise to me is way more important, way beyond just having a nice butt, right? Like to yeah. me, it's like, that's like an after effect. Yeah. For me, it's all about the mental, I guess, things. I'm missing my train of thought speaking about mental. I talk about exercise and I can't even like remember <laughs> my vocabulary is like dipped to like third grade. Um, basically, like with just all the cognitive, you get more focused, you have more alert, you feel more productive. You're, you're, you sweat, you feel like you've done something for yourself, you started, you, you started their day off on the right foot. Mm -hmm. So basically, to me, that makes you win your day right there, because you're going to you, you're going to most likely stay on point and on track by doing good things for yourself. Yes. When you feel a sense of accomplishment, a sense of productivity, that you did that. And like I said, it gets my brain juices flowing. I had my best ideas for business while I'm working out. All mm -hmm. that stuff happens. Well, like I tell people, my bit my, my favorite and best business business partner is the treadmill. Because that's where I'm thinking about things the most. When I'm mm -hmm. running on the treadmill or walking on the treadmill or, you know, so to me, exercise in the morning, super important. The other thing is I try to get one thing that I dread the most out of the way. Mm -hmm. Besides exercise, of course. <laughs> um, well, you know, work-wise or errand-wise to get that up so I don't have to think about it or it doesn't drag me down the rest of the day. I think those are like some samples. I think a lot of people have different things that they like to do. Some people will say meditation. Some people will say a gratitude journal. You know what? Pick your poison, whatever works yeah, for you. Yeah, works for you, yeah. You know, yeah. but I will say those things don't take the place of actually moving your body and exercise. Yeah. You want a gratitude journal all day for all I can, you know, you know, go at it. You want to meditate, go at it. But that does not replace any form of exercise. Yeah, to me, that's the one that you, you require that for your mental, for your, your sense of your, your, your mental clarity, your productivity, your focus, your everything, all that stuff comes from, from exercising. You need to sweat. Yeah. I don't care if it's for 20 minutes or for 30 minutes, but at least 20 minutes. A saying that, again, I don't remember where this one came from, but um, healthy motion equals healthy emotion. So, you know, our emotions mm. are energy. And You're motion. filled with these good ones, these little <laughs> nuggets. <laughs> so it's I like important it. to keep moving like that, keeping that because we're mainly energy, right? So we got to keep that energy moving because, that's how totally. we're going to eliminate the depression and all of those other heavy um, energies that low vibration. Totally. I mean, listen, you're, you're, you're singing my song. I, I could not <laughs> agree with you more. You know, like people think that fitness was like, oh, my, my, my end goal was to be a fitness person. That's why I asked you at the beginning of the conversation, what are you exactly referring to? Yeah. But to me, the fitness part was the step one. It mm -hmm. was the beginning, not the end. Mm -hmm. Because that was the first thing that when I started to take it seriously, that put me on a trajectory of success. 
because it just transformed the way I thought about things, my self-confidence, my mental toughness, mm-hmm. my, my goal setting, my discipline, all of that stuff came from fitness. Yeah. Cause fitness requires a discipline, right? It requires exactly. Cause not, a, like, not everyone's going to wake up saying, you know, I love working out. I love feeling exhausted. No, it requires that mental discipline. Mental discipline. That, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and discipline to me is at the core, the most important thing for anything. Right. Yeah. Because none of it is easy. People think it's easy. Like, oh yeah, it's easy to, uh, you know, to wake up early and when you're like snuggled in your bed and it's like comfortable to wake up and actually, you know, start moving your body or you're tired or you don't feel like it or you're, you're, you're stressed out. And, but there's not one time I ever worked out and said to myself after a while that I really regret doing that jog. Mm-hmm. I really regret doing that, you know, you know, doing the whatever exercises, you yeah. know, the cycling or whatever the hell I was doing. You know, yeah. I feel like it's sometimes very uncomfortable to do things that are super, super relevant and important to your overall health, mental health, overall health, and overall success in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell people where they can stay connected with you online to learn more from you and about you. Well, they can follow me at the real Jen Cohen on Instagram. They can listen to my podcast, Habits and Hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, that I do as well. Um, and they can subscribe and they can download it and all that other good stuff. They can go on my website at jennifercohen.com. Um, and I'm writing a new book based on my TED talk of being bold and going after what, with what you want. Um, and that doesn't come out though for a while. So I'll be back talk about awesome. that maybe. Awesome. I will definitely have all of the links to connect with you directly in the detailed section so they don't have to search too far. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And the final segment of the show, it's like a quick rapid fire. I call it a walk in her wisdom. I just ask you a quick uh, a couple of questions and you answer first thing that comes to mind, whether that be one word or one sentence. Okay, let's do it. Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Oh, good question. I loved uh, Fountainhead. Oh, okay. Awesome. Anne what Rand. New... Anne Rand? Anne Rand. That's Anne who wrote Rand. it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add that to my reading list. Thank you. You're welcome. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? The habit, I, you know what? Not jumping to conclusions. Mm, that's a good one. That's a great one. Right? Kind of like taking a step back, not out, not overreacting emotionally, like taking a step back and looking to the situation more. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like I think a, a very important thing is a lot of people tend to like react quickly yep. and make a situation worse for themselves versus like taking a step back and assessing it later on. And anyway, you get, I, you get oh, my point. I love it. I love that because I truly believe that healed people listen differently. You know, when mm, we're coming true. from our place of hurt, you know, we're our own perspective because we project what we expect. We right. hear differently or when someone says something or does something, we can easily take offense because we're already in, you know, defense mode. So when we work on ourselves and, and our healing, we, we hear things differently. I think that's 100% true. Yeah. Okay. What have you become better at saying no to in the last five years? And that could be distractions, work. invitations, family. 
Yeah, I was going to say all the above. (laughs) Um, You know, all the above. I would say work mostly too. I feel like, you know, at the beginning of anything, you say yes to everything. I believe that's a really good thing to do because you don't want to lose and miss out an opportunity. But time is your most valuable asset. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I have kids and I want to have more time with my kids. I want to make time for my kids. So you have to just learn to uh, be much more discerning on what you say yes to now, depending on the stage of your life, right? If I didn't have kids, I'd say yes all day. Okay, so next question. How has motherhood changed you? It's required me to be less selfish Mm -hmm. and to having to slow down and think about other people as opposed to just being 100 miles an hour thinking about like, go, 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 drive, drive, drive. It's changed me because I... I really do. I love my kids so much. And like every parent says, and it does, um, we should hope. And <laughs> at, at, at the end of the day, I, I look for what's best for them. I'm very much, I, 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 that to me is my first priority. Kids, mm-hmm. both, my kids, there's never, I'm never too tired to be with my kids. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. And last but not least, what do you wish women would do more of? I wish women would actually truly support other women more. Mm. I think there's a lot of lip service with a lot of, you know, these, a lot of these women groups and women empowerment and, you know, hurrah, hurrah women. But I really mm-hmm. believe a lot of it's a great hashtag on social media and it's trending. Yep. But at the end of the day, I think women are very competitive with each other. And even with they, even when they say they're not. And mm-hmm. I think that more women to really ha- adopt the idea that it's about abundance, not yeah. about scarcity. And the yeah. second that you really realize that it doesn't have to be an either or, like it could be all, it really would be so much more true to what the whole philosophy really means. Yeah. You know, that's what I believe. I-, I-, I like to call things as I see it, to be honest with you. I think that, a lot of times people say something because it sounds good. You know, yeah. it's PC to say it or be involved with it. But in their heart of hearts, they don't breathe it and live it. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm someone, if I say something, you, you, you know, if I, I say what I mean and I mean what I say. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 and I wish more people would act that way, even if it seems hard or whatever or too blunt. I have no problem. I don't no have a problem with being, you know, <laughs> blunt. That's for sure. <laughs> I love that. I, you yeah. know, what? I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, especially in the last few years, I've seen a lot of women empowerment movements by women who don't like other women, <laughs> and you yeah. can tell. You can tell in the energy that is put into totally. it when you go to the events and how they interact or treat other women. So I, I fully agree with you. And I'm one of those people that honestly believes that God doesn't run out of blessings. There's enough out there for all of us and we're wired for connection. And there's so much more that we can do together. And I'm just grateful for all the women that have brought up my name in rooms that I would probably never have been able to be in on my own. That's a, yeah, a hundred percent. I, I, and listen, like for, for what you just said, I mean, there are, I mean, there's exceptions to every rule, right? Like yeah. I truly am the kind of person that I'll help, you know, I don't feel competitive because I really always had that mentality of like, well, just because just because they're 
winning or this way or succeeding doesn't take anything away from me. Just because they're successful doesn't mean that I won't be successful. Just because they're pretty doesn't mean that I, you know, that, that just because they're prettier than me, that doesn't mean that I'm not pretty. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's about like how you looking at something. And I'm like, you know, if that girl's pretty, God bless her. You know, I, I'm the first to say it. I feel women are very judgy upon other women a lot based on like appearance, even like treat yeah. girls who are pretty meanly because they're jealous. I hate that, yeah. that energy. I agree. It's, and that to me is the ugliest quality. That that's what makes you ugly. Yep. Their, their attitude and how you, you treat other people. Like our, our attitude is a compilation of our thoughts, uh, feelings and actions. And you know, if you look at someone and how they behave and how they interact with other people, I've met humans that I once thought were absolutely beautiful and I see how they interact with other people and it just makes them not so pretty. A hundred percent. That's how I look at it. You know, yeah. I, I genuinely believe it, 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 what, what makes people beautiful inside and out is how they how how their heart is. Like you can tell. Yeah. You know, yes. like, I, I think like, you know, like, if you, um, your instincts are pretty good, you know, you yes. know, if someone has your back or not, you know, if they are conniving or kind of angling, you know, and if they yes. are that way, stay away from these people. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, like we, we have, honestly, we could talk for hours. <laughs> I know. I really like you. I was like, where did the time go? (laughs) I know. I forgot we're on a podcast. I was like, just talking to you like you're my friend. I'm like, I I look at the clock. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I also love your one-liners. Can you send me a page? I'm going to like, I'm going to basically post one a day. I like the the one today is going to be courage (laughs) in fear walking. And then you said a few other ones that were like, were like treasures also. (laughs) I don't know where they come from. I do a lot of reading. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And a lot of acting, I hope. I hope you're not just doing the reading, but you're also doing the acting. No, totally doing the action. Honestly, to do what I do because of Bob Proctor, like we have to be a product of the product. Good. It's like we Good. can't be coaching sure. people to do stuff if we're not doing it and being it. Good for you. Well, I bet you're a really great coach. You sound like you would be. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I believe I you're am. You're welcome. <laughs> I believe you are too. My gut. My gut's telling me you're great. <laughs> <laughs> and our intuition never lies. We just don't listen to exactly. it often. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I truly, truly appreciate you for, you know, taking the time to join us, for sharing your story and your wisdom with us. And I truly do hope that I'm able to stay connected. And if there's any way that I can be of value to anything that you're doing, I'd be more than happy to help. Oh, you're a doll. Okay, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Seriously, and we uh, keep in touch with me any way you want, like on you know, in, DM me or whatever, or email me or what, and let's stay in touch. But uh, I really love what you're doing. I, I think that I, I wasn't just being funny. I think you probably are a great coach, and I think you add a lot of value, and you're one of the good ones. And I'm really happy that I was able to be on your podcast. Thank you. That like really makes my heart warm. My fellow Canadian. <laughs> yes, exactly. I knew. See, look at, I was. See, I was wrong. I knew you'd be great because of the Canadian thing. See, <laughs> knew it. I knew it. I love it. I love it, <laughs> I love it too. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you. I mean, I don't even know if we're recording or not, but um. Oh yeah, we thank, still are. Oh, we are. Okay. <laughs> well, bye you. everybody. I mean, so you know, but they, we will talk soon again. We will definitely talk. Perfect. Okay, I'm going to post that thing right now.
Awesome. Enjoy your day. You too. To all you legacy leavers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. And I just want to thank every single one of you that continues to tune in each week to help the show globally rank in the top 1.5% of most popular shows out of over 2.7 million podcasts. Feel free to join the Legacy Leavers community and you can sign up for our weekly newsletter at awalkinmystilettos.com and you can purchase any one of my personal development books available online everywhere. And if you could think of one person that would receive value from hearing today's show, please share it with them. You can tag Jennifer at the real Jen Cohen and you can tag myself at the real McKinney Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. <laughs>